worldwide, historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. This ain't the same 20 songs. This isn't the canned bullshit. This isn't the fake fucking laughter. This is podcast, and this is the way radio's going, boys. Stay tuned and strap on. Hello, everybody. This is Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Christopher. Right now, we are in the Missouri River. Literally in the we Missouri are River. In the river. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, anyhow, we're on one of the sandbars. And what we're doing is we're illustrating the drought and the effects of the drought. We have yeah. not had very much rain at all. We're 10 inches behind rain for the year. It's been really dry. It hasn't really significantly rained around here in what, about three months? Long, yeah, long yeah. time. Long the Mississippi time. River is um, also um, um, really paying the price for it too. There's a couple of landmarks that no one could get to that now people can walk across and get to. I mean, you could get to it by a boat. Yeah. But now people are like driving their bikes and cars there and shit. Yeah. And they're getting out and walking across it. You're seeing all these selfies of them with this big, it's this big, huge rock ledge in the middle of the river that was there for probably from the glaciers. Yeah. And like people are there doing selfies and they had, yeah. you know, they're taking videos of them <laughs> walking through the Mississippi River. Hey, look at me. I'm halfway through. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, anyhow, it's a sad situation. So, here we are. And you know what? We're not going to get into the whole climate change and what caused it and all that. But the fact is, is there is climate change because this shit is nuts. Yeah, so. yeah. And uh, I, I've heard that farther down the river, is it either Missouri or the Mississippi, that like uh, an ancient tomb has been uncovered? Yes, yeah. I, I, I just saw a little glimpse of that. I didn't have a chance to read it, but yeah. what do you know about that? Uh, I just just that I heard heard that, it, that they showed a picture, and there's some like rocks that were like sort of framing a doorway or something. Yeah. But it got me thinking that if somebody built a tomb there, then at that time the river must not have been that high, and it, it changed over time to flood that area. Yeah. Because it's uncovering things that that you know, signs of human habitation and. and so the river wasn't always as wide as it has as it is now. Yeah, and this is part of the uh, um, what we've been talking about about climate change. Yeah. And what causes it? Is it a big cycle? Is it not? These are things that we'll probably never know for sure. Yeah, but I, I, I don't mean, think I can understand the science personally. So. It's- New to the makers of Hope My Eye Out with the Two Pit Board Game. It's two douchebags and a microphone jigsaw puzzle. Each board game comes with ten extra pieces that can be used as tramp stamps on each douchebag. Choose from an angel wings to even a bundle of rice. Collect them both and enjoy the zany whole family entertainment. Now with each douchebag puzzle comes a free at-home fentanyl pipe kit. That's right, free at-home fentanyl pipe kit. New from Jizbro. trust any of the entities that are, you know, yeah. that are so here here's the deal the river didn't used to be that wide was it somewhere else or was it still there or was it deeper you know yeah there's all those things are possible yeah but the fact is is we don't know but we are out here on the sandbar here yeah and um 
Hearing in the headphones, you can hear the river a little bit, but not as much as I thought you would be able to. Yeah. Because we have, literally, we have water splashing up on us. And uh, it, it's kind of nice. There's a little bit of a breeze, and, and it's keeping the bugs away. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, you can see the freeway over there in the distance. That's I-29. Yeah. Yeah, yep. And we see the casino over there. So. Yeah, what's that called now? It used to be Isle of Capri, but it's something else now. Is that um, Valley's? Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the same people as the old... Um, uh, Pinball machines? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the fitness centers. Oh, yeah. The fitness centers. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And what else? Uh, shit. I, I, Valley yeah. has just like been around forever. It has. I yeah. want to say maybe... Even I, I think it's supposed to be Deaf, Dumb, and Blind Kid, because that hmm. was the three handicaps he had okay sure plays a mean pinball okay yeah. well it doesn't matter us being young kids and everything yeah. and, you know, well, plus yeah. that 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 interpretation would tie in with the later song with uh called fiddle about i think where his uncle played by keith moon was sexually molesting him oh that yeah that part didn't age well for the movie no, did it? it did not at all <laughs> i forgot all about that yeah yeah tommy got uh got raped by his uncle <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah tommy did not hold up well because that way i i i yeah. saw that and i had to put it down i was like yeah, yeah no no did I, not I, hold up i wonder how how uh, explicit it is in the original soundtrack that the, the Who recorded. You know, Whether I don't the, know. How, if it's left to innuendo that he was molested, because they kept, you know, that, remember the refrain was, fiddle about, fiddle about, and hmm. Keith Moon were, looked like he was enjoying playing that character way too much. <laughs> but it was, it was kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Cringe. Yep. Well, the NFL, uh, plenty of surprises today. I mean, gosh, everything's just like upside down. But our Chiefies did very well. Yes, that was 44 it. to 23. Somewhere Patrick Mahomes is still ass paddling the 49ers, yeah. saying, Who's your daddy, bitch? Who's your daddy, bitch? We should uh, be grateful the game wasn't a home game this time because we had some really strong wins in KC. Oh, gosh. Today. I'm not sure if the outcome would have been uh, the same as it is yeah, now. Those long field goals would have been no goes. No. Well, we did throw a lot of. Well, they did throw. Mahomes did throw a lot of touchdowns, and they did run for quite a few. So, yeah. in particular, that Hardman run, that 25-yard yeah. run, was that was tough as nails, and uh, that made you go in Tyreek who? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Hardman is just a pinch slower than Hill, but he may be as fast now because Hill is a little mm -hmm. bit older. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, Hardman is definitely filling a lot of the uh, roles that would have been Tyreek last year. Yeah, the thing where we have a and really sore spot well. on—he is doing very yeah. well. The sore spot is, is Hardman isn't on special teams as much now, mm. as in like the kickoff returns and the punt returns. Yeah. And it's showing because Sky Moore is going through his. Uh, <laughs> um, his jitters. His jitters. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be fine in the long run. He's got plenty of talent. Yeah. They just need to simmer him down a little bit and say, come on, just get out there and play. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, he'll learn that when it's a, a better chance, to do, a better idea to step away from it, 
yeah. you take a chance, it's going to be down bad. Because well, if, if you muff it, then it's gone. It's yeah. pretty much just gone. This is where coaching's going to come in. Yeah. And this is where coaching is going to come in. They're going to go, dude, made a mistake, no big deal. Next, we won the game. Yes. After the bye week, we're going to have another game. And after that, we're going to have another game. Uh-huh. Every day, every game is another opportunity to be better. Yep. And that's what you do. And that gurgling sound is not just the river. That's Tom Brady's <laughs> career. Oh, my gosh. Oh, not even a touchdown today. Oh, Losing man. to the Panthers. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Right now, his asshole's so tight, it ain't most his underwear. <laughs> no kidding. Um, did Green Bay win or lose? They lost. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, the final play of the game was one of those endless laddering or backwards passes to each other down the field to try to oh, get the, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, and they, they tossed the it probably six to eight times. And when they finally fumbled it out of bounds, the officials said, we have multiple fouls on the kicking team. <laughs> the game's over. <laughs> yep, you hear that sound, Green Bay? That's A-Rodge on a jet to fucking New England. Mm. His new bestie, yeah, Bill Belichick, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. No, no, and, no. Uh, he's uh, he sees uh, he sees greener pastures. I I seriously wonder how long the Buccaneers are gonna let Tom Brady drag their season down into the toilet. I mean, is is there still hope for the Buccaneers this season? Is the is the gap well, too wide? Well, okay. They're, there's still hope. That division yeah. sucks ass. It's it horrible. It kind of does, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but, but who's who's Brady's backup? Is he any good at all? I'm not sure who his backup yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, you never even talk about it. When Brady's there, is it you Daniel? forget the backup. Is it Chase Daniel? Oh, gosh, I really don't know. I think they have a, uh, a high-round draft pick from this past oh, do draft. They? Or the one before. Oh, yeah, 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 because I... From what I understand, if it's true, um, Tom Brady, part of the deal is coming to Tampa was is he got to pick his heir apparent and train mm. him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I and with Brady talking about just you know bailing midseason, why why would the Buccaneers let him dictate the future of the, the thing of the team? is is before this. Brady was like the all, I mean, except for the cheating stuff, and I think we all kind of just got by that because even a lot of NFL says, you know what, man, that that goes on. Yeah. And we know it. They're not, like, really that freaked out about it. What really got me was uh, Dick Vermeil talking, saying at the Super Bowl, um, let's see, what was it? Uh, they were playing St. Louis. It was the Patriots, and they're playing uh, the Rams. Yeah. Uh, and this is the second Super Bowl. I think the Rams won the first one and the second one. He said, um, "He said it was like they knew what we were going to do before we did it." Yeah. That right there was kind of telling, but Vermeil did not expand on that. Yeah, it wasn't an act. Was accusation? It was just a. He just yeah. made that statement, and I was yeah. like, "Huh." Well, how would you know that? <laughs> well, let's see, filming people uh-huh. so anyhow the golden boy has pie on his face yeah and uh, you know he's probably got to be looking back right now and going just you know i should have just stayed retired i should have shut my mouth 
And I would have went out, you know, uh, in the playoffs, went deep in the playoffs, yep. won the Super Bowl the year before. And there's quite a bit of glory in that. But now yeah. he's going to look like a complete asshole yes. no matter what he does. This is going to be the legacy he leaves behind. This is how his career ends. And I think they're always going to, when they tell the story of Tom Brady, they're always going to include the disastrous it's, last season. It's greed. Yeah. Greed always gets them. Yeah. Greed and ego always gets these type of people. Yeah, it gets you. Sometimes you can get you really far, but eventually it just chops the legs right out from under you. It sure yeah. does. Well, it sure chopped him down. Mm-hmm. So, and as for Tampa, who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> and, and, and fuck what's his name? Uh, the old man that fucking stepped down. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Fuck him, that cocksucker. <laughs> and fuck Todd Bowles. And fuck all of them. <laughs> I hope they waddle in obscurity for years. Boy, you, you, you wonder who's going to be the next team to just go down the toilet and suck for a while? I don't know. I keep hearing that about the Chiefs, but it sure ain't fucking happening, no, is it? No, not yet. So eat my not ass, yet. everybody that's saying that. Eat my fucking ass. Yeah. All these fucks, like I said last week, what do you think of your Chiefs now? I'm like, I still think they're a fucking good team. I think you're a fucking loudmouth cocksucker. That's what I think. <laughs> That's all right, bitches. We're still one of the top ones. What are you doing right now? Fucking scraping the bottom? Mm. Fucking scraping peanut butter off the floor, bitch? That's what you're doing? That's right. That's what you're fucking doing. So eat my ass again, whoever the fuck you are. Anyhow. All right. Anger section's over. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I wonder how long the NFL... P.S. I'm not really angry. I'm just having fun. (laughs) I wonder how long the NFL will continue to just overlook the perpetually bad teams like Houston, huh. Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville kind of spiked like there for I think a minute. They like it. Detroit is the just a line. perpetual embarrassment. The betting line. That, yeah. You know, because people are going to go, oh, they're going to pummel them. Every time you hear that, be aware. Yeah. Run the other way. Yeah. Every time you hear that, when you hear fucking 80% of the people going, oh my God, it's going to be a pummeling. Yeah. You know, like this game, low score, don't bet the over, you're stupid if you bet the over. Um, oh, no, 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 man, boy, San Francisco, great defense. Yep. Watch out, guys, watch out, this is a trap game. Was it 68, 69 points, something like that? Yeah, so, yeah, all I got to say is uh, whatever you think it is, it isn't. Some, something that uh, the, the NFL has actually been very open about is, is how new owners – come into the league as, as, as families sell or, or corporations sell, uh, the NFL owners accepts bids from mm-hmm. people, and they hand-select a few, and then they vet those few, and then the majority of the NFL owners vote in who gets to buy the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't it a bizarre? It's like a little club. It's exactly. like an upper echelon club. And they're grooming new, they're picking new members that are going to go along with what they want to do in the next exactly. 10 to 20 years. Because I guarantee 10 to 20 years ago, they could have made just as much money off gambling as they are now. But they had a group of owners that didn't want that, didn't like it, thought it was going to be bad for the game. Mm-hmm. So the NFL, as, a, as an entity, waited them out. 
And as new owners came in, they were probably asked, like, all right, are you on board with gambling in the future? Because that's where we're going. And if oh, you're not sure. on board with it, then, you know, you don't get the team. You don't get the team, yes. So they're, they're picking owners right now that are going to approve what they plan to do to the NFL in the next 5, 10, 15 years. And also, they already know all the lawsuits they've had and all the ones coming up, too. Yeah. It's, it's just a cost versus worth uh, uh, versus reward deal. Mm-hmm. They know all the shit they're getting into and all the different troubles and the collusions, and yeah. they don't care. They're like, you know what? We're going to pay this shit out, and we're going to make a lot more. They're just steamrolling and banking all this cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the, it, it seemed like there was a big switch. There was a certain point where the NFL was exposed about the uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy of the brain mm-hmm. and uh, how that's they a, denied it all those put, years, yes. etc. Yeah. And then it seemed like all of a sudden the NFL flipped on that. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, it's a real thing and we're going to help and go along with it. Shortly after that, we're we talking went about CTE, whole, basically. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I think more people would identify it as yeah, CTE. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. And then shortly after that, we had the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem thing, mm-hmm. and the owners resisted it for a little bit. And somebody must have run the cost analysis and said, "No, we're gonna we're, we need to flip on this." No, I'll tell you why. And they flipped big time. I because mean, they, were they like, did all the exit all polls, and yeah. they kept hearing people saying. I don't like I'm sitting down for National Anthem. I don't think I'm coming back. Uh-huh. I'm going to sell my season tickets. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Got to stop it. So they had, to, they had to do something to make it go away and make the game more appealing I like again. what Tony Dungy said. He said, why don't you do this? Give people an outlet before the game on national TV mm-hmm. to say their concerns. And then uh, tell them if they don't want to stand for the National Anthem, they can stay in the locker room and come out afterwards. Mm -hmm. I love what he said. It made sense. It's like, at least you get to express what your anger's about. Yeah. And and another group said... No, protest is the most common thing that's always happened in America. Yeah. If you're unhappy with something, you have the right to protest and voice your opinion. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. Okay. So the problem is we have a lot of veterans that take that personal. So... I mean, either way, I mean, you know, you can't really say one person's right or not. The veterans have a way to, you know, they, they have probably have a right to feel, uh-huh. you know, spit upon or whatever, spat upon or whatever. Uh-huh. And then if you're African-American, you probably have a right to protest and be like, you know what, this shit's fucked. So, you know, you have two people that have a definite point of view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like Tony Dungy was kind of like a, you know, he's African-American, but he looked at it like no skin in the game. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't feel oppressed or whatever. This is the way I took it. I don't feel oppressed. I feel like I've done very well in life, and I feel good, and I feel very fortunate and prosperous yeah. and loves God. You know, good guy, and I love what he said. And I was like, you know, that guy right there is the kind of guy we need to unite people. Yeah. And the problem is, is people like that don't get into politics because they have integrity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh- Another another group said a, a possible solution would be don't play the national anthem before the game because really why but why do get, it then you're going to get back into the people going they're not showing respect yeah but what what should you play the national anthem before and what don't you play it before do I say you, we just play crazy train 
and call it good. There we go, yeah. yeah. I mean, do we play it before every sporting event? Yeah, crazy train. Uh, do we do we play the national anthem before opening the doors to the store? No, crazy I train. Mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm joking. <laughs> so, but another option would be the teams come out and do their warm-ups. I want the Randy and Rhodes And then the teams go back into the locker room, then play the national anthem then. When the yeah. teams have gone back into the locker room and they're changing, prepping, etc., if they want to come out and stand for the national anthem, fine. If they want to just come out and kneel, nah, uh-uh. How about America the Beautiful or something? Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of other different answers. I like yeah. yours, too. I like what Dungey said, you know. Um, but I forgot how we, exactly we got on this. But Oh, well, we're talking about how the NFL picks their owners. Oh, and yeah, they're yeah. changing things, and I said, you know, they, they kind of flipped yeah. from the old the old fogies, the old fuddy-duddies, and, and now it's they're much more sleek, they're much more money-oriented and streamlined. Someone you know, even got, got in Jerry in. Jones's ear. Yeah. Because he's doing things a little bit differently nowadays, too. Yeah. So yeah. that I, says a lot when you got an old bastard like Jerry Jones, yeah. that old fucking Peter-tugging piece of shit. Yeah. And Robert Kraft. Yeah, and old human trafficking Robert, Robert Kraft. Kraft. has dreams of owning slaves again. Yes. He's like, oh my God, the good old days. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and this is who the other owners chose. Yeah. And he's yeah. very influential within the NFL. He's on the competition yes, committee. Is. I think he's on the uh, like the TV contract committee. Oh, and the odd fact about Robert Kraft is he has nothing to do with Kraft foods. No. Everyone mm-hmm. assumes that. Excuse me. He does not have anything to do with craft foods. He made his money in paper products starting out. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he is not part of craft foods. It I I'm wondering how long Daniel Snyder is going to survive in the NFL. You know, I can't believe he's still there. Yeah. He must look at all the shit under his name. Mm-hmm. All, all the years now. And they've had all these chances to X him out. I wonder who he has fucking tape on. Well, he uh, he has publicly said that uh, he has dirt on all the owners, other owners and the commissioner. I was unaware and, of that. And a number of the executives. <laughs> yeah, this, this came out a while back because he is under pressure and he's being forced out by the other owners. Because he's an embarrassment... He's not going along with things. He's too outspoken on some things. And he made a public statement saying the NFL owners is like the mafia. And they're trying to squeeze me out. But he said, I have have investigated, I have hired private investigators to dig up dirt on these owners. And I've got stuff on on a lot of these people. And he specifically said... If I'm going down, I'm taking a lot of them out with me. How about John Gruden? He said the same thing. Uh huh. He was saying stuff like, until the lawsuit that he won. Yeah. He was saying stuff like, if you knew all the coaches that said things like the N word, mm-hmm. he said most of them wouldn't even have a job right now. Yeah. It would decimate the coaching staffs mm-hmm. of most of the NFL. Yeah. But the, the thing with Snyder is, if he is truly threatening to blow the whistle on a whole bunch of stuff and he's really got evidence, then the NFL I has to does, make a deal with him. I think he why is he still there? Yeah. He has no reason to still be there. Yeah. 
So the the rest of the NFL is going to have to make a deal with him, and they're either going to have to back off and let him let him continue ownership, or figure out some way that he can save face and they can still get him out. Which I don't know if those that's very likely. But if I they do know, reach yeah. a deal, I mean, if they don't just boot his ass out, then the NFL is admitting, yeah, he's got some pretty sick shit on the rest of us, and we don't want you to see it. That's the admission that if they let him stay in the is in, in the league as an owner, yeah. So that will that. And yeah, I'm not surprised really. Any organization that's been around for as long as that and makes as much money as that, you know, all sorts of weird crap has been going on for years. Oh geez, you're not kidding. And everybody yeah. has dirt on everybody. You know, any from sexual misconduct to financial misconduct or perjury or just all sorts of Maybe it's all the way down to the betting lines. Yeah. And it could be all the way to the influencing of the games. Yeah. And I wouldn't doubt if that is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if we knew the true extent that the, the sports books have infiltrated and are taking control and running things, I think we would all be pretty shocked. I agree. Uh, and there will still be a large number of people who will gamble, even knowing that it's fixed to some degree. They will still gamble because they're yeah. still hopeful that they can, you know. But for right now, the NFL wants absolutely everybody to bet. They want it to be, you know, clean, above board, you know, and we, we can't control all 22 players. Well, they don't have to. There's simple ways to fix it, but... We'll just see how it goes, but I, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch and see what happens with Daniel Snyder. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, you know, and you know how they're protecting the quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, um, I devised a plan myself mm-hmm. on how they need to go forward with protecting the quarterback. Okay. All right. Well, this is uh, very, I, I consider very, uh, I've done a lot of research, mm-hmm. put pen to paper, formulas, uh, worked hard, burned the midnight oil, mm-hmm. you know, sweat, blood, and tears over this, over a hot keyboard. It was <laughs> yeah. it was crazy, but man, I finally came up with a perfect formula. Yeah. So, here's how it goes. All right. Okay. One of the quarterbacks, okay, as soon as the quarterback um, is uh, done with the huddle, yeah. and they get ready to go into formation, mm-hmm. first thing they do is they erect a... Uh, you know, one of those little fences, one of those little plastic fences? Yeah. yeah. Around him. Okay? Mm-hmm. And what you do is you give him enough room to run in the pocket and everything. Uh-huh. But nobody can get within a, a foot of that fence. Yeah. Okay? That's number one. Okay, number two. The quarterback needs to have a satchel or a purse, a man purse. Mm-hmm. Okay? Attached to him fanny pack style, okay? Yeah. It's got to be on him while he's playing at all times. Okay. He's got his little fanny pack purse, man purse, yeah. satchel, like hanging there, okay? Okay. If the man pur- In the man purse, there's three bottles of Chanel Number no. 5 perfume uh-huh. in its original glass container, okay? Okay. Three of them. Okay. After each play, the satchel or man purse is to be opened to see if any of the bottles are cracked or broken. Oh. Okay. If any of the bottles, uh, then the defensive player closest to him, to the quarterback, is to, re- uh, is to receive a 50-yard penalty and three lashes with a wooden cane. Okay. Finally, all defensive backs are to wear high heels while going towards the quarterback. Yeah. That would work. 
I think so. Yeah. 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 There. Just make it make it totally not worth your while to even try to go after the quarterback. No, I think the high heel thing's just capped it. Yeah. You imagine yeah. Chris Jones in heels and stilettos. Mm. You know, run it oh. towards the quarterback. And make the make the linebackers tie their legs together like it's a three-legged race. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Here, here, let me undo yeah. this. Here, I got a... Un okay, here. Hang on. You got a pen? <laughs> okay, hang on. Here. Okay, here. Uh, all right, what was that again? That was uh, linebackers have to tie their legs together for a three-legged race style. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mama May I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mama, Mama May I, may I rush the quarterback? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, is I there think... anything else you want? This is going to go the. I'm going to send this to uh, Goodell. I'm going to send this mm -hmm. to Roger Goodell. Um, let's see. Defensive linemen have to line up five yards off the ball. Okay. And backwards. Okay. And blindfolded. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the NFL would love to have, you know, like 100, 150 points scored every game. Yeah. You know, just yeah. totally castrate the defense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Matter of fact, why not just have the offense play on defense? Just get rid of the defensive players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just same guy stay on the field. Make it a race to see how fast you can score. Yeah, like today, Garoppolo be going after Mahomes and vice mm -hmm. versa. You know, Garoppolo in his high heels running after him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm gonna get you number 15. You just wait. Ma oh, I wait. You didn't say, Mama, may I? <laughs> ah, 15 yarder. Ah. Anyhow, I'm glad we solved it. Yep. Hey, here's your pen back. Thank you. Thank Roger Goodell, watch out. And oh, and, and if any defensive player successfully makes a tackle, yes. then they immediately have to tie their ankles together and hop around like a bunny. I think that's great. I was even game. entertaining the fact of, you know, how they do the uh, um, the uh, races with, like, uh, two legs, uh, you know, mm -hmm. two people with one of their legs in a burlap bag. Oh, yeah, the sack race. The sack race. We yeah, could do that. we could do the sack race. Okay, yeah. all the defensive ends and linebackers yeah. have to be in pairs yeah. With it. Oh, hang on here. Give me a pen again. And they and they can't they can't drop I gotta the, this up. Okay. And they they can't okay. drop the sack to intercept the ball. They just have to okay. jump around and hope they can okay. hit it with their new Hello. This is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than Listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. Okay, let's see. Sack race style. Okay. And what was that last part? They, they can't drop the sack to intercept the ball or okay. tackle anybody. They just have to, you know, fling their body. Okay. Like a big worm or something. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All I think right. that's done now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, you had some other stuff there that you yeah. wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, have you ever been to Mexico City? No. Uh, it's a it's an interesting place. It's enormous. I guess you've been there. And I have not. My grandparents used to go there a lot, and they told okay. stories about it. 
it's an enormous metropolis. I mean, as far as square miles, it's like might be the largest on the planet. Wow. There's like eight million plus people live in Mexico City. Um, I remember a few years back there was like what a, a fireworks factory. That, that blew, blew up, up yeah, and started burning, and yeah. it's just like burned this massive amount of, of the city. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they have earthquakes there too. Yes, uh, and next, hurricanes do hit yeah. there too. They get they get it all. They yeah. probably get tornadoes. Um, oh, well, hurricanes. I'm sure they do with the hurricanes oh, at least. Th- yeah, but uh, since they're built on a dry lake bed, uh, the ground is really not all that stable. So uh, my my oldest brother is a geologist, and he explained that when the earthquake hits, the uh, the silt and mud that formed the lake bed that the city is built on tends to almost liquefy and shake around like a big jolt, bowl of thick pudding. And the whole city just kind of wiggles around. Let me do that again. Um, you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, think of like building your city on a bowl of jello and then shaking it and everything wiggles and stuff. So they have problems with that. But another problem that they're having is their city is sinking. Hmm. Uh, they said it, it has sunk 32 feet over the last 60 years. Wow. That's a whole, that's the whole lot, that's like a telephone pole. Yeah. You know, or the light pole out in front of your house that the That's the actually lights. a rapid rate. Yeah. And they say it's actually accelerating. They're now sinking at the rate of 3.2 feet a year. So it's going to end up being a pit. Yeah, yeah. They're just sinking down into the pit. And they say uh, a lot of the problem is in order to supply enough water for the population and the industry and everything else, Mm -hmm. they've got these these large... Uh, straw wells that are dug down into the base of the the old dry lake bed where there's still some water. Oh, wow. And they're sucking it out there. But, you know, since you're pulling the water out, the the soil has to go in and fill that hole. So it's like the city is sinking at the uh, rate they're pulling water out. It's like fracking. Yeah. It's Mm kind of like fracking. Yeah. Where this... um, uh, real quick, before we get into that, we're going to stay on the subject, but I'll explain what fracking basically is. is they mm-hmm. steam this really thick oil that's almost coal. They steam it out and loosen it up and bring it up. It's a very low grade of oil, yeah. but it's oil, and it's not that easy to do. But it leaves big deposits, like what you're talking about, uh-huh. and we get earthquakes um, that we didn't used to have out in that area yeah. because of it. And, yeah, the, and because the earth is caving in on each other. And the water they use to, to uh, blast all that stuff out stays down there and lubricates. And if there's a small earthquake, now the, all those rocks are lubricated, they shake more and move more, so the mm-hmm. earthquakes are worse. Yeah. And then it also gets into the water table. You, I've seen videos of people... Yeah. Turning on their faucet yeah, to get and lighting a, a match, yeah. and the water and the gas coming out is burning. Their their tap water is burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, fracking is is. Well, as a matter of fact, um, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Oklahoma. No, not Pittsburgh. Uh, What's the name of it? Oh well, there's a town there on the state line mm-hmm. that uh, uh, they moved. They moved it ten miles. 
because of the oh, oil production. Yeah. They um, had to get away from the, the yeah. results of the fracking. Yeah, it is in Pittsburgh. I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. anyhow. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyhow, you were talking about Mexico City, and I didn't want to lose that subject. But yeah. it's if you wanted to identify it with something around this area or something you may be a little bit more familiar with, it would be like fracking, kind of. Yeah. And where you leave, like, a, a different mass that has to rearrange itself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I've, I've noticed in southern Illinois, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of coal. Uh, there's a lot of all stuff, sorts of valuable minerals in southern Illinois. But uh, one of the ways they hey, did you see coal, that carp? That's one of those Japanese carp that just jumped up. I thought that was a log. That was a carp. No, that was a carp. That was big. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, nice. They're nasty fuckers. <laughs> they, they I've heard hit. they're tasty though. Yeah, yeah. They're they're trying to get them on menus. Mm. Speaking of Illinois, Illinois is the one that wants to change the name of the fish. So a Japanese carp doesn't sound tasty. Yeah. I forgot the name that they wanted it's to like call it. like Pika or, yeah, or something Pico like that. or something like yeah, that. So yeah, so you go to a restaurant, something you go, I'll take, a, I'll take the uh, blackened Pico. Yep. Sounds a lot better than the blackened uh, Japanese carp that adapted over here and is eating everything. <laughs> and then flew up and hit me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Look them up if you don't know what we're talking about. Japanese carp, they're brought over here to eat algae and somehow they adapted. Yeah. When people threw them out into the toilet or whatever, they adapted in our sewer systems and now they're, mo they're the most invasive species around. This and another form of Asian fish, the other form of Asian fish, it's a fish until it needs to eat everything in the pond and then it grows legs and walks across and it walks until it finds another pond and then it loses its legs in the pond, it eats everything, and then it grows legs again, and I'm not shitting you, and I forgot the name of that one, too. Yeah. That thing is bizarre. Yeah, so. we shouldn't have dropped so many nuclear bombs on that part of the world. Uh, yeah, weird, now look at it. Weird invasive crap comes out of, out of the Asian what, How fucked continent. is that? It's like, well, let's see, I'm a fish, and I ate everything in this pond. What am I going to do? Oh. I'll grow legs, and I'll walk to that other pond. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the motherfucker grew wings. It just started flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those Asian carp. See, we flying? Yeah. We don't need these, you know, wild fantasy movies. Real life is creepy Real enough. Real life is enough. Yeah. Lord. But anyway, in southern Illinois, they, they, uh, in one of the ways they uh, harvest the coal seams, is they'll send a machine down that actually tunnels underground and it just chews away its way along like a big giant earthworm and it pulls the soil in that. from the yeah. front of it gets out the coal and then puts the dirt back behind it to fill the hole and that works to some degree but eventually that whole thing just go boom kind of sinks in like mm -hmm. a giant mole run and you'll see those all over the place. It's like there's this big trench. And I say, oh, what the heck's that? Oh, that's where they dug out coal and the soil fell in around behind it. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's it's not an uncommon thing to dig down and pull out what's below. But I'm thinking with Mexico City, they're, they're, they're going to need to keep drinking that water. You know, they're going to need to keep Oh, no, it's just going to cave in on itself, it sounds like. The only thing I can think of is to start injecting something to replace the water they're pulling out. And it's going to have to be something that can hold. Yeah, they the place have to inject up. it too, because if not, they got to move. Yeah. Raise it up and then come back or stay where they're at. Yeah. 
But, you know, it's got to be something that doesn't taint the water supply. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to cost an arm and a leg. And maybe that's yeah. why Mexico legalized marijuana in, so they can tax it, quit spending all that money trying to fight the cartels, use that money to, you know, fix Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> Just makes well, sense. Mex- Mexico, <laughs> I read some really disturbing articles on it about how basically... The cartels own it now. Yeah, they and do. And it's become a third world country, and it's so unstable. It's like a match to a haystack right mm-hmm. now. It could be in civil war in no time. And a place like that is ripe for revolution. Yeah. And you, you don't want the cartels in charge, but believe me, they're worse. They could be in charge there. Yes, there could be. So. Yeah. Yeah, so. and that's right on the border. I mean, yeah. it's just right there. Yeah, and that's It can the, easily spill over. That's what we don't want, yeah. is that right there, so... Yeah, you gotta, you gotta help out your neighbors so they don't fall into this kind of disrepair. Yes, they've got to, uh, they've got to figure this out, so... Anyhow, Christopher, you had some stuff, I got some stuff, um... Yeah, let's, let's talk about things that we think are broken, but, but really are probably just working exactly the way people want them to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the healthcare system, people say, "Oh, it's it's broken. The healthcare system it doesn't work." I think it's working exactly the way certain people want it to work. The people that are making billions of dollars. I would agree. So they don't consider it broken at all. It's not like it's not like you know a car that went off the tra- rails or a train that went off the rails or something. It's set up to do exactly what it's doing. It's not serving us, the average person, but the way it's been... It was never designed to. Yeah, no, the way it's designed, it's not here to save us or fix us or keep us healthy. It's designed to make money for the healthcare companies. And that's, that's its main goal and main purpose, and it always will be. And giving us healthcare is secondary to that. And it's another one of those systems where we pay in advance for services we may or may not ever need in the form of a health premium. So they're getting bankrolled way in advance, and we may never need half the stuff that we pay for. It's And that's not a broken system. That's a system that doesn't work for us but is working for somebody else. No, you're right. It's working extremely well. Like you said, it's doing what they wanted it to do. Yeah. And here's another one in addition to health care, is the immigration system. Mm-hmm. People say immigration is broken. It may appear that way, but no, this is exactly how some people want it to be. I don't know exactly what they're getting out of it. Um, maybe it's a way to continue having cheap offshore labor. No, it's cheap offshore labor. Yeah. Because not every company wants to move to Mexico. Yeah. The 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 um, the top brass don't want to move down there. Mm-hmm. They want all the operations up here, but they don't want to pay for everything up here entails. Now some of it is the government's fault, and some of it isn't. Yeah. So the government, like uh, some of the inalienable rights, inalienable rights, if you will, or whatever, what would you call it? Like. Uh, it's like basically the first ten amendments is called the the Bill of Rights. Yes. They don't want those rights in place. And then there's other ones, too, like most places offer uh, time off, leave, paid leave for birthing, Mm -hmm. even for the man. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of other things, too, the workers' compensation. 
they'd like it where like if you got your leg cut off you don't work anymore and you just go home and hopefully you can find something else to do yeah you sell yeah. pencils on the street corner yeah so <laughs> and then see, you become one of those homeless people and then they sweep you under the rug and yeah 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 but instead you were working a job and you got your leg cut off in a yeah. printing press or something you know yeah. Yeah. and uh, a packaging press and but instead of you getting money for the rest of your life and health care for the rest of your life they want you just to go home and well that's just the way it is kid yeah yeah they they want to treat us as disposable commodities but if you went to a third world country it's the way it is tough tough shit kid should watch yourself yeah you know <laughs> anyhow uh another example is the court system mm-hmm. um and that ties in with the prison system yes uh, the two of them are uh, modified so that the courts feed the prison system Mm -hmm. because the majority of people who are in prison in this country are in privately run for-profit prisons yeah and they're being paid by the prisoner and they they cut costs everywhere they can, like they kick the prisoners out at four in the morning on their day of release so they don't have to serve them a breakfast, that kind of shit, but these prisons are run on a profit basis, Mm -hmm. and they rely on the courts to feed them more prisoners, and, you know, we also, we still hear, oh, there's prisoner, prison overcrowding, et cetera, et cetera, it's because a lot of those people shouldn't be there, and just the normal influx of, of well it's funny what you see be sticks and doesn't yeah you know the thing a lot of things you think should stick and they should be in there they get out the next day and then other things that you don't think should be that big a deal they're in there forever mm-hmm. there it just makes uh, sense to whoever's making money off of it yeah yeah there, there are certain prisons that are rated for like the worst offenders you know maximum security or or that kind of thing and I'm sure those prisoners cost a lot more per prisoner. Yeah. Uh, and the government's paying, which means we're paying because the government yeah. gets its money from us. Um, and then you have minimum security, which you know is for people maybe nonviolent crimes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I think the prison industry loves to fill up because it doesn't cost as much to guard them. They're not such a high risk. Their insurance rates aren't so high, yeah. But they can still charge, you know, a substantial amount. So those type of prisoners, say, you know, some guy who was caught selling a half ounce of weed, mm-hmm. they love it when that guy gets a twenty-five to forty-year prison term, because that guy's not going to be any trouble, and they've got twenty-five to forty years of income. Well, and so they love it when those guys get sent to jail. I've actually had a policeman friend of mine tell me this too. Okay. This also kind of puts it in perspective. You see that hoopty going down the road, right, with license plates, uh, uh-huh. temporary tags from five years ago? Yeah. How come he never gets stopped? There's no money in it. Yeah, no money in it. Me or you, we're driving down with a relatively new car, mm-hmm. okay? I got my Jeep, it's pretty new. Driving down the road, tooling down the road. I'm going Tail light out. Yeah, all of a sudden, bink. I'm stopping that guy because he's paying his ticket. Yeah. Why? Because he's going to work. He's going to work um, Monday, and he's going to not be a... He can't go to jail. Yeah. 
So he's going to pay his ticket. He's going to mail it in. He's not even going to fight. He's going to be like, how much is it? 200 Oh, okay. Well, whatever. And that other guy's going to give a false address. Yeah. Because he's got a bogus driver's license. And, yeah. And, and if he sits in jail overnight, then that is the uh, city or county jail. And there's no reward in it for those guys. Yeah. Because they just run, uh, you know, funds that we, you know, uh, tax funds. Yeah. And they can't make a profit off that. So, you know, they don't want that guy there. When I was delivering the mail, I would deliver, uh, I guess, what they called bench warrants. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one house kept getting, you know, like, sometimes they get like five or six on the same day <laughs> for the same incident. One was, you know, driving with a suspended license, driving without insurance, driving with, you know, bogus plates, resisting arrest. You know, just on and on and on, and you know, I'd, I'd stuff them in the mailbox, and the next day, that all of them would be still in there waiting for me, and they'd written, you know, not at this address, on all of them. It's like, you know, send them back to the courts, and they're never going to find those people. No, it's just right. a waste of time. No, but so, same yeah, thing. They, I mean, there's not money in it, so you're not going to have them doing it. Yeah, yeah, so. and that that's uh, that kind of brings. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but. We've had a, an epidemic around our area, anyway, of uh, temp tags uh, expiring, being six, eight months out of date, a year or more out of date, and people are just still driving around. On That's these. what I'm referring to. Yeah. Nobody's touching them. Yeah. Well, they are now. Um, that whole thing started when first Kansas redid its whole software system on its DMV, and it was a total clusterfuck. I mean, the software they got didn't work, needed major repairs, had to uh, get patched, and, and they just they couldn't get people uh, tags in 30 days. So they, they extended the temp tags to 60 days. And then they still couldn't get it done. Um, and then COVID hit, and going to the DMV meant you know instead of packing you in like animals, they had to make you stretch out and it was taking even longer the word came down uh don't bother giving people tickets because they're all going to beat those tickets saying i can't get into the dmv to renew it yeah that's right i have no other option so both kansas and missouri have been letting it slide but now they've got uh new software they've got new systems in in place it's getting to be really fast and convenient now the word has come out, start cracking down big time. You see temporary tags that are out of date, pull them over, make because wow. we need that tax revenue now. That That's makes all sense. tax revenue. You know, it's county by county, but there is some state money. But they're saying now that they can do it, they can't use that as an excuse. Now we can give them a ticket and get that, not only the ticket money, but get them to register a license and so we can get that tax money. So the grace period is up, folks, if you've got it. An expired tag, yeah, you you better go get it now.
Two Douchebags and Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Christopher. All right. Um, you know, um, I've been in the store the other day. I was in Walmart, and I got to thinking about, you know, every time I'm in a store, I think of the different stores differently, like if, as if they were people. You know what I mean? Do you ever do yeah, that? Yeah, they, they have like a, a personality. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's clever marketing or just the way you feel when you walk in. No, I, I think it's kind of a common thing that humans tend to to give a, a living personality to things that aren't alive. Yeah, yeah, inanimate objects. It's like yeah. like like we do Mr. Pickles, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, stuff like that. He's like our, fat, our, our flat Stanley yeah. that we take along with us. and He's very beloved. People like him a lot better than us. Yeah. So, anyhow, Mr. Pickles, we take him everywhere. And I actually stole it from my good friend Stephen Sherry. And actually, uh, Jim and Scylla, uh, on a lot of their trips, they did Mr. Pickles. And I did it as a spoof. But what they did is they went out and they got this little donkey named Butters. And they started using him, so I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to keep Mr. Pickles because I was just fucking off, just, you know, screwing with him. Yeah. All of a sudden, I show up Mr. Pickles, and I thought they are going to say something, and instead, they just went out and got somebody different. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but anyhow, so Mr. Pickles is real. He's here, you know, anyhow. Um, okay, so, hey, I come up with these different personalities, not really names, but, uh, you know, if I really delved into it more, I could probably come up with names for it. But yeah. here's what I come up with, okay? So I got to think about these major department stores and grocery stores yeah. and, and what personality they would have yeah. if they were old men. <laughs> so Walmart, of course, is the tank top wearing, Zubass pants sporting, bad teeth hill rod with his five dirty faced children under the age of six. Yeah. <laughs> He goes, to, he goes to Golden Corral and orders one buffet and sneaks his kids' food from the butter plates when the waitress is gone. <laughs> he orders a water, but he sneaks Sprite in it, too. <laughs> yeah. So that is Walmart. And I think his name would be like um, Jethro or something. I don't know. Cletus. Cletus. Okay, his name's Cletus, if he had a name. Bo. Yeah, Bo. Bo or Cletus or something like that. So, so their uh, their counterpart is a much more refined Target. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Target can still be trashy, but they're more refined. They're still trash, but they're just a cut above. You know, they're they're, yeah. they're not as trashy as Walmart. They're a little bit more clean. They have a little bit different products. You can actually buy like tofu or something like that, you know, <laughs> or even hot <coughs> kale. Mm. Ugh, kale. Ugh. I got, ugh. Anyhow, we're it just is not, not food. Yeah, yeah. Kale is garbage. So it's kind of like anti-food. You know how there's yeah, if matter and anti-matter. I think kale is anti-food. I, I agree. I agree. It's the polar opposite of food. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah. anyone says they like kale is a liar. Mm. They're a liar. They've so. been taken over by the kale parasite. That's right. It's living in their brain their and controlling their thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Kaleocytes. I like that. Kaleocytes. <laughs> we'll have to expand on that in a later one. Okay. Well, Target is a French foreign exchange student that wears preppy clothes and orders a 10-ingredient Starbucks and talks down to the barista. Complete asshole. Yeah. That is Target. Yeah. You see him coming in and going, yeah, um, I will take a double... 
uh, latte grande um, upside down with a shot of peppermint and a pinch of uh, of um, lavender. And he just goes on from there, and he's a complete fucking tool bag. He's the kind of guy you can look at and you can imagine strangling as soon as you look at him. Yeah. It's like, oh, I would not only strangle this motherfucker, but I would enjoy watching the life leave his body. Yay! <laughs> so, allegedly. Allegedly. This is parody, fucks. <laughs> Anyhow, Marshalls. I have put oh, some thought into this because yeah. Marshalls is kind of almost ambiguous, right? Mm -hmm. They're just kind of like over there in the corner. They're like, "Look, we're not the big two. Yeah, we're we're not even a, a big box store. Nothing. We're Marshalls. Mm -hmm. We just got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and we just you know they really don't have an identity, you know. But yeah. here's what Marshalls. They have some tendencies though. If Marshalls were were an old man, Marshalls they order takeout pizza almost nightly. He loves to dip the crust in ranch dressing. Yeah. He has two of everything in case one breaks down. <laughs> Electric can owner? Yep, he has a spare one in the cabinet. Coffee pot? Yep, got one extra in the box. <laughs> Moses lawn constantly, mm -hmm. and his neighbors hate him. Yeah. That's Marshall. Is that? Yeah, as a matter of fact, you can call him Mr. Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, he's Mr. Marshall. He's down the block of the ways. He's got a big lawn. He mows it all the fucking time, mm -hmm. you know. He has two of everything. I mean, that's, yeah, that's Mr. Marshall. Marshall's. Price chopper. Oh. And some people may not get this because, like I said, we have listeners all around the world. And thank you. A big hub is Denver. Again, a big shout out to Denver. We yeah. love you guys. Thank you. We love the city. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a fantastic city. The micro brews and craft brews you got going there. They're just amazing. I've been there several times. I just love the city. Yeah. And plan on going back. Yeah. Love Colorado, too. So, anyhow. Hi, Denver. Price Chopper is local around here. They would kind of be like your Kroger. Yeah. Or your Safeway. You have Safeways there in Denver. They're kind of like Safeways. They're almost exactly like Safeways. Yeah. So, you know, you have your uh, prescriptions. You know, you, you have your pharmacy. You have your... Um, Paper goods, stationery, and then yeah. all the foods and the and the made up foods, the hot foods, all that. So big, uh, big alcohol section. Yeah, the uh, the Starbucks and big it. bakery. Yeah, big bakery. So it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different name. Price Chopper is a, in a weird. It's in a weird religion. He really is nice and talks too much. Don't come over for dinner. He makes you feel obligated to go to church with him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's like, come on in, hey, here, let's break some bread. I just made, I just made it this morning. Mm. Mm. I have fresh cranberries in it and 20 grains. He'd be into one of those those odd religions like Babaji. Yes. He'd be like, have I ever told you, have I ever told you about the key to happiness? Yes. Well, <laughs> we'll sit down and have some bread. Would you like some homemade churned butter? It'd be I just like churned some butter this morning. And kids, uh, <laughs> look up churning butter. I yeah. realize you don't know what we're talking about, but just look it up. Anyhow, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, in, when we were kids and, and young adults, one of the worst things you would have to sit through was uh, an endless parade of your friends' vacation photos. 
And you'd sit there and they'd hand you a picture and they'd point at it and say, and this was this, and this was this, and this was this. Meanwhile, your mind's going blank and Uh, dumb. uh And you're thinking, I want to just, I I want to take a brick and shove it down this guy's throat. Yeah. But they're so nice, it's so hard to imagine doing that. So thankfully now they can just send you the pictures. You can look at them in your own time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, email them to me, okay? Then you give them your email that you don't ever use, the Gmail one or <laughs> yeah. Hotmail one or whatever it is. Whatever the ancillary one is, you give Mindspring. them that. Mindspring. Yeah, Mindspring, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, 2douchebag77mindspring.com. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget that. And our, I, I'm still trying to get our Quantum Leak yes. website back yeah. up. Yeah. But in all seriousness, 2douchebagsandamicrophone.net. Look, we're still working on it. Look. You know what? I mean, this is, um, we put a lot of effort into this, but the, the bottom line is we have other lives. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, we're relying on the kids, the youngins, to do our HTML because, well, you know, let's face it, we have no budget because we don't have any advertisers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so w- as soon as we can get the kids over here to figure out this HTML fucking bullshit, get off my lawn stuff, yes. okay, um, then we can get our button or live button like right now we like hit a live button and we try to give i'll give some heads up on facebook or whatever forms we can yeah and then if a live button is lit up you can call in got yeah. an extra phone all i got to do is set it up when we're ready and we can take call in numbers yeah so so anyhow we're uh, <laughs> you know we've we've got a lot of stuff work that we're working on but two douchebags and a microphone not, uh, dot net. You can get the last five episodes, and really, that's about it. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal: you don't have to go any subscription or go looking it up anywhere else. You just go there; it's one stop. And you can even email us. Mm-hmm. You can individually email us. You can tell Christopher that he sucks. Then you can go right <laughs> next door and tell me I suck. Yeah. Then you can even put us in a group and tell us both we suck at the same time. There we go. Whatever. You can draw, like, little penises and fucking send them to us, whatever. (laughs) Give us asshole shots, whatever. Go, hey, you know what that is? I don't know, Uranus? No. Yeah, 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 actually it is. Um, Tuesday morning is a grumpy old Jewish guy that uses a cane. He constantly bitches about kids on his lawn. (laughs) I can definitely... Oh, yeah, Tuesday morning. He's a grumpy old fuck. He hates everybody. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, well, I'll wait and see what, what other ones you have on your list. Okay. Um, Bed Bath & Beyond are swingers. <laughs> perfect. Oh, that's perfect. Don't join their, <laughs> don't join their rewards program. Ooh. This is parody. Okay. <laughs> your rewards program consists of bodily fluids. Yes. <laughs> Office Depot is an Apple nerd that always refers to the Grandmaster, Steve Jobs. (laughs) Still a virgin and is somewhat confused why people have friends. Why do people have people they like? Yeah. Why do they hang around with them? Yeah. I don't understand this. Kind of almost a Sheldon kind of person. They're not Steve Jobs. Yeah. (laughs) Why would anyone want to talk to them? Or the other Steve, Wozniak. Wozniak. (laughs) Yeah. He was uh, the, he was right there with Jobs. Yeah. I think he sold out. Je- <coughs> I think he sold at one well, it depends point. On, depends on who you talk to. Some people say the job screwed him out of it. I don't know. Yeah. 
Who knows? Anyhow, JCPenney tries to be cool, but just isn't. You know, he doesn't know how to dress well and stumbles mm-hmm. over his words constantly. When he was younger, he drank a quart of milk at once on a dare and was ill for three weeks. <laughs> his, his parents divorced at 80 years old. <laughs> so J- oh J.C. Penney's is a fucked up dude. Yeah. Yeah, that old bastard. Yeah. Coles is a backstabber male version of a Karen. He is, hi- he is highly uncomfortable when minorities are close to him. He rehearses motivational speeches every morning in the mirror. <laughs> he shaves poorly, missing patches on his chin. And that's as far as I got. You got okay. so it sounds like you have some in mind. Yeah, I had. Uh, I was thinking of Pier One. Pier oh, One oh. Imports. Yeah. He is. He's a very fastidious and well-groomed man. He's. Completely gay, but never came out of the closet. Mm. He's he's consider he likes to think of himself as as the confirmed bachelor and the eccentric uncle, and and, and everybody knows he's gay, but he he doesn't even admit it to himself. <laughs> so like he never has had a relationship. Nope. Okay. So he he. He knows what he is, but he he won't ever tell anybody. But what he does is he constantly acts like he's just not interested in anything. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's pure one. Okay. Got any others? <laughs> Let's because see. that is pure one. I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. I, I thought yeah. that was that was pretty close. Yeah. Um, Montgomery Wards. Oh my God. Okay, kids, look that one up. Yeah. That's your assignment for today. Google <laughs> Montgomery Wards. Montgomery Wards is the kid who, um, no, not the kid, he's the old man. Yeah. Sorry. Montgomery Wards is the old man who has like a dozen stuffed squirrels in his house, (laughs) and he's he's pretty slow, Mm -hmm. takes him a couple of minutes to count to 20, um, probably makes moonshine. Yeah. And you don't want to let him anywhere near your kids. That's Montgomery Wards. <laughs> yes. What about Sears? Uh, Sears and Roebuck. Okay, Sears and Roebuck. But is, later on just uh, became Sears. Yeah. Um, retired military, total hard ass. Uh, never seems to enjoy one moment. Every blade of grass in his lawn is exactly the same height as the other, and his life is a completely empty shell. Okay. That's serious. <laughs> yeah, that's serious. 100%. <laughs> this is fun. I like this. It is. I love it. <laughs> and then I've got another segment. I mean, we don't have to do this this time where we can, but it's flowers as if they were women. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd written down some flower types earlier. Oh, do you have that. something on that, too? I, I hadn't written down anything about what type of woman they were, but I wrote down the flowers. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we can go through some of mine, and then we yeah. can actually go through yours. Yeah, I think and we can figure out mine as we go. You might already have some of mine listed. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, let me look it up here. Flowers is young ladies. Or women of any age, I guess. Yeah, of any age, okay. 
Okay, so uh, tulips. They're hot and sultry. Wears elegant dresses. Yep, could be a sultry jazz singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hourglass figure. Yeah. Uh, perfect nails, perfect teeth. Yeah, Make yeah. makeup's always perfect. She looks gorgeous all the time. Yeah. And you have no idea what she looks like when she's just being herself. Yes. Yeah. I can I can picture that. Yeah. Yep. So that's a tulip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, marigolds. Oh. Old woman named Gertrude. <laughs> Takes out her false teeth. Yeah. Kind of crass. Cusses a lot. She'll she'll like take a toothpick and pick underneath her dentures and pull mm -hmm. out shit. Yeah. She'll kind of spit the remnants kind of on the floor. Uh, she she'll kind of just like say stuff like it is. Gain a little weight there, didn't you, Marky? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a little getting a little tubby there, aren't you? Marigold is kind of like the church lady. Yeah. Kind yeah. of the nasty church lady. Yes. <laughs> um, she has her hair up in a bun too. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yep. yep. Violets. Mmm. They are high class and snobbish. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they like to drive nice cars. Yeah. Uh, they don't like to get their feet wet. <laughs> yeah. Um, they usually dye their hair to a very old age. Yeah. Even when their hair should be white, it's still like blue-black. Yeah. <laughs> so. Canna lilies. They hmm. are tall and robust women. Amazons. Yes. Usually they are waitresses. Yeah. Yeah. They come out with like five, those big round things that hold uh -huh. dishes. Two of them, one in each arm, with seven dishes full of food on each plate. Yeah. With glasses. Yes. With full glasses. She kind of reminds me of the old Shoney bitch. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Super Tramp's Breakfast in America bitch. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Look that up, kids. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so that is a can of lily. Morning glories. They're the adventure type of woman. Always the first to volunteer for road trips. Little hitchhike. Very nifty. Mm -hmm. They can like, uh, they can um, do several different types of knots. Yeah. They know like uh, all the Boy Scout knots. Yeah. Yeah, they can do a loop knot, a slip knot, everything. They have good outdoor skills. Yes, they do. Uh, they can start a fire without matches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, let's see, the next one would be Surprise Lilies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Surprise Lilies are an odd duck, very awkward and shy, loners, standoffish, really very uh, um, insecure-ish, awkward, um, really don't know what to say. There's a rubber duck floating down the... River, I grabbed it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just having fun squeaking this rubber duck. Oh, you're over there with a little <laughs> grit on your face, and I'm over here ignoring it. <laughs> Playing with my rubber ducky. I'll pitch it back into the river. It's, it's probably destined, it's destined to go out to the Gulf of Mexico at some point. Yeah, it might get stuck on that big fucking rock in the Mississippi River. Who knows? Yeah, really. <laughs> the one that everybody's taking the pictures with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get rid of it. <laughs> Honeysuckles are southern girls. I yeah, lied. you are, sure. <laughs> I lied. 
Okay, honey suckers. Uh, Southern Bells. Southern Bells, yeah. yeah. Very charming. Mm-hmm. Make you a glass of ice sweet tea when you, as soon as you hit their porch. Mm-hmm. And they always smell just lovely. They smell like vanilla extract behind their ears. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. And they make a really, really mean meatloaf. <laughs> and uh, they bake their own bread, kind of like the, whichever store that was. I said bakes their own bread. I think it's Price Chopper. Yes. Yeah, he does the seven grain with the uh, mm. with the berries. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Thistle is <laughs> Thistle is a mean, stern, large Russian woman. Oh yes. Very loud and demands discipline. Yeah. She'll like walk into a store, and like everyone like gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. She'll go. Uh, May I speak to your manager? And people quit so they don't have to yeah. talk to her. They bark. So, she barks orders at everyone. Yeah. You're an undisciplined and you're a pussy. <laughs> Pansies are feisty small women with a smart-ass attitude. Fun to hang out with. Um, always telling jokes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See that. Yep. Daffodils are sporty and chews her gum loudly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's as far as I got on that. Uh, now, you have different ones? Uh, yeah. Um, dandelion. Oh. Dandelion is, uh, is the kind of gal who, who'd stand in the middle of a crowded bar yelling at somebody, I don't give a fuck, it's my goddamn trailer. I say what goes on is my trailer. <laughs> and I've seen this. Yep. <laughs> I've seen this exact same thing happen. That's dandelion, <laughs> and she doesn't give a, give a damn who hears her cussing out somebody about what goes on in her damn trailer. <laughs> um, clover. Ooh, clover's interesting. Yeah, a clover is just kind of like the tomboy girl. But not really, not really the old version of tomboy. But you know, she's she's not a girly girl, mm-hmm. but she's not um, overly masculine either. It's just like you know, she goes along, she gets along, she doesn't ask a lot. But she's, she's physically kind of stout. Yeah, but she's somebody who you know you can always count on. She's she's likely to be a lot of people's best friend. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's that's kind of I see a clover. Okay. Um, Daylily. Oh, okay. The Daylily is the one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really remember what she looks like because the next morning she's already gone. And you're and, like, uh, welcome to the world, AIDS. Is yeah. Right on the uh, mirror. But you're thinking like, <laughs> wow, that was a lot of fun. But what did she look like? And then you go find another one. Okay. <laughs> that deserves a squeak of the duck. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a day lily to me, mm-hmm. yeah. Sunflower. Okay. Did you do sunflower? I don't remember if you did sunflower. No, I did not do sunflower. But it doesn't matter. We can double them up. You can yeah. do your take, too. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think you guys can vote on them. Yeah, there is. Uh, if we ever give you a phone number. <laughs> um, I, I see sunflowers as kind of like... Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she's sweet, she's honest, she's open, she's a lot prettier than she thinks she is. Um, it's kind of salt of the earth, 
but you know, not pretentious. Never wants a fancy car or a big house. She just just wants to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's how I see the sunflower. Okay. All right. It's pretty positive, I think. Not the only bad one I had was the daylily. <laughs> <laughs> I and love then, it. Uh, I, I I took a I took a shot at rose. Yeah, I'm talking like your basic red rose. Because yeah. there's like a billion variety of roses. <clears throat> the rose would be the uh, kind of the ice queen. On the outside, she looks you know gorgeous and perfect and made up, but on the inside, it's just just rock hard and ice cold. I like that. Yeah. It sounds like a rose. Very unapproachable. No one ever really knows her. Uh, you never know whether she's telling you what you want to hear. She's just, it's like she's completely unknowable, but from the outside, it's like, wow, so pretty, but that's all you ever get. That's it. <laughs> yeah. The rest is just pure enigma. Oh, wow. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. So, so far, I think, Rose. I think every one of them are spot on so far. At least I think so. I mean, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this. So, here, let me yeah, there some we pages go. And, and turn over here. You know, and, um... Last, uh, oh, do you have more? Uh, not on that, no. Okay, I've got something here. Sure. Remember, we were going to go into micro-cheating last week. Oh, yeah. We were, I forgot what subject we were on. But, uh, uh, slow quitting, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it said something about micro-cheating. Silent and you and I quitting were like, or something We like kind of figured out that it's like, uh, just kind of like, uh, brushing the broad strokes of the beginning of cheating but not actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like maybe someone getting their kicks and being able to but then not doing it or whatever. Yeah, like like a married person starting up a, a profile on a single site just so they can look around and see yeah. the, you know, well, who's actually, out there. Well, actually, it turns out we were pretty spot on. Oh, okay. Because I looked it up and I got a full report, like I promised, on micro-cheating. Nice, nice. What is micro-cheating? One. And this is what... They they did a panel, and they surveyed these people, these younger people that came up with the term, basically. Mm-hmm. The people that would know what it means. Yeah. Okay. So, one. Messaging or texting in a flirtatious way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Two. Liking or posting in a provocative manner on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. So that makes sense. Three. Lying about your relationship status online or in person. Yeah, see, I can see that. Four. And you called this just a little bit ago, but last time too. Keeping a dating profile to see if you match better with another. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of this is kind of like keeping your options open too. Yeah, yeah, I you're mean, laying the path work. Yes. And and you're 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 knocking down some of the barriers that should be keeping you from doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wow. a little bit of like I think some people are in it to pat themselves on the back because they need that. Yeah. Well, I could if I wanted to. I got this chick talking to me, that, you know. Yeah. Or and then some of them are like you know what, I like her, but I don't know if she's the one. But I'm just going to keep my mouth shut in case there isn't another. Yeah. So, keeping their options open. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's interesting. Number six. Cultivating intimate or erotic energy with others. Oh, yeah. I've, I I don't think 
all of that is just on one person. You see, I think like if either if the energy's there and you're going with it, then you would fall in this category. But if the energy's there and you're like like knock it down and don't really partake in it, then probably not. So I mean, this is kind of that one's kind of a broad stroke. Yeah. But I see what they're saying. You know what I mean? Do you kind of feel like that too? Yeah. Like there may be energy there. Like there might be a chick that like really kind of likes you, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to you whether to delve in it or not. You can turn around and start, you know, flirting, or you could be like, well, you know what? Uh, maybe I better start talking about my wife. Well, something I've seen uh, in a group setting was uh, a guy and a steady girlfriend, and they lived together. Um, but when they were in a group with other guys, she would go and hang on the other guys and, you know, let her let her boobs hang in their face, and sometimes she would kiss the guy and all this stuff to like try to kiss, get... kiss, kiss? Or on the cheek, or on the neck, or on the mouth, yeah. Mm. But basically trying to get the guy turned on. In front of her boyfriend. Oh, was that a fetish? I I don't know if it was or not. Her boyfriend didn't seem all that happy about it. He just put up. Then it wasn't a fetish. Yeah. Maybe it was to her. But I think that's what this might be talking about. The micro cheating is she's trying to arouse other other potential boyfriends to see if she can do it. Oh. Or where a guy would go see, and see to see her options, see yeah, her parts. A guy would go flirt with a girl. Um, and lead her on like he was gonna, you know, ask her out or, or pick her up or something, and then just cut it off well, as soon as he sees, okay, I'm getting an erotic response, they do want me, this is, you know, this could go somewhere, that's all I need, and they just cut it off there and go on. Okay. So maybe that's what they're talking about, is soliciting that erotic response to see, that, that can I be... turn strangers on? That might be more of what they're talking about. Yeah. So, okay. Um, number seven, seeking out repeated intimate interactions with exes. Oh, wow, yeah. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Your ex is your ex, and unless it's like you still get along and you get occasional happy birthday or Merry Christmas yeah. or something. Other than that, yeah. no. But if you're always going out to dinner or having late night Conversations, even, yeah, late night or, conversations, yeah. or just talking to them, you know, quite reminiscing, a bit. reminiscing. Yeah, yeah. I think reminiscence the biggest one right there. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we were having that picnic and the ants ate her, You know, remember how great that trip, that one trip that summer was. Yeah, that came with that cabin. And we you want to make fishing. someone insecure real quick, do yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see that. That's definitely micro cheating. Yeah. Number eight. Seeking out repeated interactions with others you find attractive. Now, I can see that being true, but that's kind of hard to prove, too. Yeah. It's like, you know, I I know uh, plenty of women that, like, whenever this ugly guy comes in the room, they're just happy as hell. And I think part of the reason is is because they don't have that um, being worried about being attracted to him, and he's yeah. a fun guy, so like, oh, I can get as close to him as I want. <laughs> because I don't have one ounce in my body that finds him attractive. I, I remember I had that experience once. I I was at a, a college party, and uh, I was 
I was probably 21, 22, and I was already married. And uh, one, the, one of the girls there, young, young women, college age, etc., when she, uh, she saw the ring on my finger, and she said, are you married? And I said, yeah. And she, and she said, is your wife here? And I said, no, I'm just, you know, I brought this other guy with me because my wife didn't want to travel. We came on a motorcycle and stuff. So she's like, okay, cool, you're married, you're safe. You aren't going to be hitting on me because you admitted you were married. So I got someone I can talk to all night. So she was really happy. Oh wow! That I was a safe guy. I like guy. the fact that she told you that. Yeah. Instead of leading you on, possibly. Uh huh. So she's like, you know, cool. You know, I, you know, there's also. You but answered. But she wound up. She wound up hooking up with the guy I brought with me. Okay. But your answer told it all. You said yes, I am. And, uh-huh. You know, and I just came here and I brought this guy. Yeah. And you know, and she said, "Where's your wife?" And instead of saying like, "Oh, we're separated," or she left, it was like, "No, she didn't want to travel. She's waiting." And, you know, she's at home, and I just brought some, you know, brought a friend instead. So that let her know, yeah, I'm married, and there's no problem. So I'm just here having a good time. That's pretty cool. So I became a safe person for yeah. her to. Uh, yeah, and also it's cool, you know, and also you can kind of like have a little uh, uh, solace <laughs> or whatever, you know that. You know, you're kind of like, you know, I can kind of watch out for her. Yeah. Even though she ended up banging your friend. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, good for him. And you good know what? For good her. for him, yeah. yeah. And there was another, in this slightly similar situation, I was playing, the band I was in was playing uh, uh, a place called Kobe's in Bonner Springs. Mm-hmm. I was in a band called Weatherhead at the time. And um, a friend of mine had come and brought his girlfriend, and she brought her girlfriend. And there was this guy that kept hitting on her you know the, the girlfriend's girlfriend I can't remember her name for the life of me and uh, during one of the breaks I went down you know to the table to talk to him and she said do me a favor pretend to be my boyfriend for the rest of the night because this guy won't quit hitting on me and won't take no for an answer so I said oh okay and you know she knew I was married and you know I wasn't going to take advantage of any anything I wasn't going to like start Tonguing her right there in front of me. But, you know, she took my hand and went, man, I was holding her hand. And, uh, you know, we were sitting real close together. And the guy came up and looked. He's like, oh, oops. And then when I went back up stage after the break was over, he stopped me and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was your girlfriend. I kept hitting on her. And I was like, no problem. You know, so she comes along and wants to dance. But sometimes she's tired and doesn't want to dance. So, you know, that's why she's telling you no, she's tired. So, you know, I don't care if she dances with guys while I'm playing. And he's like, oh, wow, man, that's cool. Okay, great. So it totally diffused the situation. Nobody's feelings were hurt. And the guy just moved on. And the guy was cool. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know Uh she was taken. And, you know, as far as he knows, it was like, you know, wow, I was hitting on this guy's girlfriend and he was okay about it. You know, he was like, you know, no problem. And And he was in a band, too. So (laughs) he's really cool. That's cool. So there's another situation where a, a, a woman was felt safe to ask me to help her be and safe. That, and that's cool. Yeah, so I enjoyed yeah. being able to fulfill that role. Okay, now we have experts that um, in behavior, so behavioral export experts uh-huh. um, are saying what they consider micro-cheating. Okay. And they say these are the top signs of it. Okay. 
One, they're fixated on their phones when they normally would not be, therefore making them not present in the relationship. Yeah. So it, you're talking to them and they're looking at their phone and they're going, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know, if you look someone in the eye, it's a little hard sometimes to hide what you're really feeling. So that's yeah, a, so they're a place to fix the their phone. gaze. Yeah, exactly. Plus, the phone is a main conduit for a Look lot of for these cheating the other behaviors. Things, yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Two, they seem indifferent or checked out when you're speaking to them clearly, um, uh, directly, and with vulnerability. So you could be pouring your heart out to them. I think is yeah. what they're talking about. They're just kind of like a, you know, I really feel like. You know, you don't give a shit anymore. You know, you don't ever act, you know, like you really care if I'm here or not. And they're just like, uh Yeah, okay, well, yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, Um, I'm thinking about ordering McDonald's. What are you... Yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, or we'll talk about it later. It's like they're just saying something and they're just waiting for you to stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, that's the second sign they say to look for yeah. and this is how they feel that micro cheating is mm-hmm. I mean it is a lot the same with what the panel did too yeah it's really close but the behavioral experts kind of illustrated what it to be what it would be like to be in that situation which I enjoyed I thought it was very good yeah they regularly hint on others attractiveness but don't state their needs or feelings to you directly yeah. So, like, let's say you're at a festival. He's like, oh, my, that guy right there, look at him. He's hot. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cool. Good for him. Yeah. 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 Yippee-yay. Why do I need to hear this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great news. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, four, they become defensive about an interaction or social media exchange they've had. Yeah. I could see that really easily. Yeah. Because like, if it's something innocent, they go, oh, well, yeah, it, it didn't mean anything. I could see how it could be misinterpreted, but yeah, it didn't really mean anything. Yeah. But if they're flirting, they're like, well, oh, it doesn't mean anything. You're just Why fucking you insecure. On me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't tell I saw you do that. Yeah, they start yeah, pointing out yeah. what you did. You did it the other day, yeah. or you're controlling. Yeah, you know, or something. And they yeah. would tend to blame. They would tend to accuse you of the things they're doing themselves. Well, that's the first sign of somebody doing something that they don't want you to do is they accuse you of doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Number five, and lastly, they withdraw and become detached for long stretches of time, especially in times of stress and conflict. Yeah, which would make sense. You know, all they're, of this. Yeah, if they're just deinvesting divesting themselves of the relationship then when emotional things or, or important things come up they're just like eh they're kind of chaff checked out anyway yeah and uh, yeah it's, all these things are just paving the way to the ultimate act of, of, of cheating of or, actually cheating or, so or at very least leaving so micro cheating so, we would say would probably be um, a uh, prelude to cheating yeah it's mostly. all the emotional part of cheating without the actual physical act happening yet yeah so i think some of it could be yeah someone just getting their jollies knowing they could yeah 
But I think a majority of it is is actually laying down the footwork, laying down the foundation yeah. for a later jaunt and cheating. Yeah, and I can see all of that being just as hurtful. Yeah. Well, I mean, micro-cheating would, I mean, to me, would almost be the same thing. It'd be like, look, you're getting ready to anyhow. You just haven't done the act yet. You've done everything else. You're mostly checked out. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you're in the casino, sitting at the table, chips in your hand. You might as well gamble. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. But you can do all those things without actually gambling yet. So you can always say, well, I can stop at any time because yeah. I haven't done it yet. But I can it, put the dice down uh-huh. and leave. But at a certain at a certain moment, you're going to find yourself where... You stay in that casino with that dice yeah. in your hand, you're going to end up throwing them. <laughs> yeah. So. so, yeah, if you're on a diet, just stay away from the dessert cart. Exactly. <laughs> yep, there you go. Well freely. said. <laughs> Where'd go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. <laughs> <laughs>